It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Rams signed two running backs. What will their roles be? Will the Rams get an upgrade at the cornerback position and a position group that was a nightmare last year that's becoming a strength this year? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your three and three Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you have not yet, join the party on YouTube, trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. So do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know what is your reaction to the Rams signing Miles Gaskin and old friend Darrell Henderson. Jr. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. Sports Illustrated, 24-7 Sports, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, a position group that was a nightmare last year that's turning into a strength this year. Who will fill in at cornerback or take over if Darion Kendrick is out? Got some names there. But first, we start with a signing. Yesterday, a very active day for the yeah. Rams. They bring in two running backs, old friend Rams legend Darrell Henderson Jr. <laughs> and Miles Gaskin. They signed him off the Vikings practice squad. Of course, the RB1. Kyron Williams, a breakout player this year, is expected to miss at least one week with an ankle injury. Ronnie Rivers could be out four to five weeks with a PCL injury, but Hendo is back, Travis. Yeah, he, he's back. And, you know, we talked about him a little bit yesterday. Daryl Henderson was the third round pick of this team not that long ago. He's got some pretty good speed. He's a pretty tough guy. Uh, but I think I think we know what we're going to get with him, which is, you know, kind of a little bit of hit and miss. But I think that the reason that he was so... Uh, such an obvious choice is he knows where to be. He knows where, where what the what the calls are. He understands the mechanics of Sean McVay's offense. And most importantly, you know, we talked about it yesterday. The everydayers will remember this is I don't really care whether it's Royce Freeman. I don't really care whether it's Zach Evans. I need to know which of those two guys is the better blocker. And the answer may have been neither one of them. And that's why Daryl Henderson's coming back, because at least when he says, you know, when, when Matthew Stafford shifts the line from one side to the other, he's going to know where to pick up that, that that extra guy. And I think coming into this game against Pittsburgh, it's not so much of who can give you some effective carries. It's who can block the best. And I think that maybe Daryl Henderson's the answer to that question. 
Yeah, and they have signed him to the practice squad, so we'll see what his role is going to be. But I think as far as a seamless transition, like you mentioned, he's someone that the familiarity is there. He knows the system. He knows the culture. My question is, I mean, you probably should have brought him into the practice squad after you trade away Cam Akers if you were considering this. But still, better late than never. You can never have enough depth at a position where you have injuries. You really need four running backs and two on the practice squad. If you look at his production with the Rams, 1,700 in 42 yards, 13 TDs in his time in the horns, 4.4 yards per carry. And you kind of look at his last action with LA, 283 yards on 70 carries last season, 17 catches for 102 yards. So look, if this all works out and he still has something left in the tank, it would be interesting to see how he would look as a complimentary piece with a Kyron Williams with his ability to catch passes out of the backfield. He's always good at swinging out of the backfield, catching some passes over linebackers head. So that's an ideal scenario. I think we're far away from that, but still it's nice to have a comforting piece that knows Sean McVay's system and the Rams culture. Yeah. I, I think that's the most important part of it. And if I'm being optimistic and, and I'm giving Daryl Henderson the benefit of the doubt here, I think one of the, the things you could say about his time here in LA is he was never really given a a big opportunity. He was given a lot of small opportunities that this was a guy who really from the moment he showed up was sharing carries, was sharing touches, whether it was with Cam Akers or anybody else, that it never really felt like, all right, Daryl Henderson's going to be our guy moving forward. Well, they might not have a choice, right? That maybe you start with Evans, maybe you start with Freeman just because they're slightly more familiar with it. They've been in the program uh, all, all, all the 2023 season. So maybe they're first, but if you run into a situation where you have to run the ball and those two guys are not necessarily effective and we'll see what it looks like, you know, at practice this week. And like you said, whether they elevate them from the practice squad to the, the active roster time will tell, but I wouldn't hate seeing him get a handful or a couple of handfuls of touches along the way because he, he does have a little bit of big playability. He does have the ability to, you know, to, to, to run between the tackles as well. But I, you know, when I think of him, I, I, I kind of go back to, it never really felt like we got to see him get the ball 25 times or even 20 times or even 15 times. It just always felt like, all right, he got it eight and I got it six. He got it, you know, okay, big day. He got it, you know, nine. It just never really felt like he was given a big opportunity. I don't really expect it to happen this time around. I think this is a, an emergency call, right? This is one of these, Hey, you can block if nothing else, but uh, you never know. I mean, they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to run it. And I guess he's at least a, as good of an option as anything else they have on their roster at this point. 100%. Hopefully he was expecting teams to call. He wasn't on the couch, just playing Madden, watching Netflix, binging QB or whatever it is. I mean, hopefully he was ready to get back in the mix. I think that is perfect. And look, this always happens, Travis, with teams. You know, it's in baseball. We want our Kike Hernandez back, right? We right. want the players we're familiar with. You kind of romanticize those players. I will say as well, having said that, look, there was 31 other teams that didn't really see value in Darrell Henderson Jr. I think that's kind of important to note. I mean, at this point, I was looking for the tweet that said the Rams are going to sign Todd Gurley back. So you never know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, we have our RB1 right now. That's Kyron Williams. And this is really just to be a stopgap and just add some depth and some insurance with him out. Now, another side, Travis, you going to say? No, I just, I just, the, the Kyron Williams part, it gets more interesting the more guys they sign, right? Because they're, they're trying to find somebody that maybe can, can plug that hole for a little bit longer. We'll see how long he's out this, this Steelers game. I know that we're going to talk about this, you know, through the rest of the week as well, but 
this is if you're going to get to nine wins, this is a game you need to win, and it's going to be harder to win without Kyren Williams. It just a game that felt very winnable. A, a team that struggles offensively with the Steelers the way that they do, really good defensive team. All of a sudden, it feels much more even, and maybe even slightly tilted toward Pittsburgh because of the absence of Williams, and they're going to start throwing stuff at the wall and see if anything sticks. Yeah, this is not even really even shopping on the dollar menu, right? No. This is like getting like free foods, like getting like a free sample at Costco or something. It's like they're going to throw right? it out. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? You're putting Febreze on the couch from the side of the road and putting it back in the house. So now Miles Gaskin is interesting. We were talking about him before the show. People on the West Coast might remember him from his days as a Husky up at yep. UW. And it's interesting. Gaskin, seventh-round pick for the Dolphins in 2019. Only had one full healthy season in the NFL, rushed for 612 yards on 173 carries with Miami in 2021, averages 3.5 yards per carry in scoring three TDs. He's made one game appearance this year with the Vikings, but he didn't get any offensive snaps. So it's interesting because it almost feels like you're swapping Cam Akers with Miles Gaskin as far as the, the Vikings go. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a pretty good comp. I, I You know, looking at some of the Gaskin numbers in his career, he – he catches the ball a little bit out of the backfield. I know that that's something that the Rams have have not had a huge part of their game. Maybe he can bring that element to it. I know that I'm a bit of a broken record on this, but the Rams offense is at its best when the running back not only is running it a lot, but he also catches it out of the backfield. You mentioned Todd Gurley a second ago. Uh, I think of a player kind of in that mold, a, a guy that can catch it and throw uh, and run it. Um, you know, Gaskins is clearly not girly. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I think you're trying to find, okay, who does what? Well, what do we need to prioritize? Is it blocking? Is it running the football? Is it catching the football? Uh, and knowing how this team is constructed, I would be shocked if this isn't anything other than an offensive lineman, you know, drill for these running backs who can protect Matthew Stafford the best. I don't care if you can't run it two yards, but if you can pick up that edge guy, if you can pick up that linebacker through the middle of the line, that's going to be the guy that gets the touches or or the, the snaps, I should say. Absolutely. And I think that for me, it does hurt the momentum of Kyron Williams. I was so excited after that sure. games, but I think that's really important to remember that Kyron Williams is a thing. He is a true RB one. His last game, that 150 yard, 158 yard game he had against the Cardinals. That was the most for a Rams running back since Akers is in 2020 when he had 171 against the Patriots. Difference in that game though, Akers had 5.9 yards per carry. Williams had 7.9 yards per carry. So you're talking about how this Rams team is at its best when they're pounding the rock. That to me is 100% true. You got Cooper Cup, you got Matthew Stafford, but that's what I want to see from this team is their identity is on the ground, be consistent with the run. So it's good to see them prioritizing that position, even with their top guy out. A lot of Cooper Cup, a lot of Puka Nakua, a lot of Tyler Higby, a lot of other things that's not going to be the running back. That Look, Sean McVay goes to what he knows. Sean McVay is going to go back to throwing the ball a whole bunch I think this is the game plan. I think that you're just trying to keep your head above water, like you said, with Williams out for hopefully just a week. I, you know, the fact that they're they're moving around as many pieces as they are, I, I'm skeptical that it might be that short of a time. But if the if we were frustrated with the Rams not running it prior to last week against the Cardinals, ju- just wait until you see what it looks like against the Steelers, Cowboys, and Packers. 
Yeah, you're right. It's going to be very interesting to follow. And I'm really still excited about the possibility of seeing Evans and Freeman on the goal line. We're really looking yeah. forward to seeing what Zach Evans has. And I think if McVay continues to use those blocking schemes that we saw against the Cardinals, I think hopefully you're going to get somewhat of a balance. But it is going to be very intriguing. I think he's going to be enticed to go with a heavy passing. But hopefully we've learned that the success for this team is on the ground, having that balance. But coming up in our next segment, with Darion Kendrick out, who's going to step up at that cornerback position? We're going to talk about something we didn't talk about yesterday and why it could be an upgrade. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, D-Mac, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're preparing for a daily draft or you're just scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Let's go with George Pickens, the guy that we're going to get to see against the Rams this week. He got further locked in as a second year wideout for the Steelers before the week six by hooking up with second year quarterback, Kenny Pickett for six catches, 130 yards and a big touchdown on 10 targets against the Ravens. He also added a rush for 16 yards along the way. And Pickens is being trusted to make plays, even though tough matchups by his young passer with whom he has unbelievable chemistry. The Rams and Jags are not the easiest draws in the next two games, but Pickens physical talent can rise above them with his size and field stretching ability. Vinny Eiler from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride runs smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you are burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can be an everyday listener too. Membership is 100% free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to talk about that cornerback position. We touched on it a little bit yesterday. Now, it feels like we'll see what happens with Darion Kendra. We dove into it yesterday. Not really an update. Of course, he was pulled over for that track violation. Police found a gun, received a felony charge of carrying a concealed weapon. Now, who will they turn to, and could it be an upgrade? That's the question I have. I mean, veteran Duke Shelley, he played well in the Philadelphia game when Akella Witherspoon was out a little bit. Rookie Trey Thompson, he probably is going to get his opportunity. We really didn't mention, too, the possibility of Kobe Durant. He can play on the outside as well. And Darion yeah. Kendrick, I said a few weeks ago, I don't see him as a starting cornerback in the NFL. I think he's a solid depth piece. He's aggressive, lacks speed and athleticism. But I think there is a world where this could possibly improve the Rams' overall secondary if Duke Shelley plays well, if Trey Thompson makes most of his opportunity. I think there is a world where that's the case. 
Well, it happens all the time, right? Where an opportunity that you really weren't expecting to happen, whether it's an injury, whether it's something off the field, like it is in the case of Darian Kendrick, gives another player a chance to step into a role and they never give it back. It happens all the time, right? I'll, I'll go back a couple of years ago when Darius Williams with the Rams got hurt and Robert Rochelle slid into his spot and played really, really well. Now, Williams ultimately came back and got his spot back, but it felt like Rochelle was on the verge of becoming a starting quarterback, and it didn't really work out like that, but we've seen it happen in the past. I think you need to make, if you're if you're Raheem Morris and Sean McVay and you're trying to figure out which of those two guys to slide in there, whether it's Shelly or Tomlinson, it kind of goes with, do, do you want Shelly, who's a veteran player who will probably make fewer mistakes or do you want to go with maybe the guy that might have a little more high, a little higher ceiling in Trey Tomlinson? I'll go back to preseason, and the Rams preseason was a disaster. There, there's not a lot of things there, but one of the few bright spots was that Trey Tomlinson kind of balled out. Like he, he was a pretty comfortable player. I don't know if that's what I want against this Steelers team, and and, and here's why. The Steelers are not going to move the ball a ton. The Steelers are not a, an explosive offensive team. So what I don't want is somebody that's going to make schematic mistakes, that somebody's going to take chances and maybe give up a big play because they're not quite sure where they're supposed to be or they're not quite sure what the rules are and they get caught peeking or whatever it may be. I feel like that's more Tomlinson. I think that Shelley's probably a safer bet. Now, if you got to figure out this long-term, I think that's probably more of a Tomlinson play than a Shelley play. But if this is a short-term solution, I wouldn't be surprised if Shelley's in there simply because he's been in the league longer. I think you're right. I think that with Tomlinson, feels like we haven't seen him as much as we anticipated. And you mentioned during preseason, he was the guy that was talked about more than Byron yeah. Young, more than Kobe Turner. It was basically him and Puka Nakua, right? And you looked at his success. He allowed just two receptions for 16 yards with two pass breakups up, a 28.6 completion percent. So he definitely had success. I thought you were going to bring up, though, when he had that vicious face mask against Marvin Mims Jr. that was borderline as adults. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, he does have that aggression. I think this Rams organization, talk about Darius Williams, they have a history of playing shorter cornerbacks on the outside, right? So it's not like they don't do that. A little slight frame cornerbacks on the outside. So sometimes you don't see that. Some teams around the league, they just don't do that. The Rams aren't a team that feels that way. So if they think that... One, you might want to develop him and fast track that development. And they've seen the results with Byron Young, with Kobe Turner. And if you're truly trying to see how many guys you can find this season and develop for next year, maybe you say, let's go the development route. I think the fact, though, they're at three and three. Raheem Morris's defense has exceeded expectations. Now you go for the dubs, right? You don't want to yeah. get the learning curve right now. That, that That's exactly right. That If you felt like you needed to make some big plays to win games, if you need to make big plays on defense, I'd probably turn or, or trend more towards Trey Tomlinson because I think there's more big play opportunities for him than there might be for Duke Shelley. They don't need big plays to beat the Steelers. They need to play, you know, football that is virtually mistake free. They need to play again. They do not give up big plays. The, the Steelers, the way the Steelers have won games. And if you watch them, I, I'm not quite sure how they've done it, but it's been kind of the same formula. The defense scores. The defense holds the, the opposing offense down to a relatively no, no, low number. And Kenny Pickett and Pickens combined for one or two big plays in a game. That's it. They're not winning games in the 30s or even in the high 20s or mid 20s. 
They're winning games in the teens and in the low 20s, and it's because the defense scores and you give up a big play or two, and I think that's why Tomlinson is probably not the choice. If this was a, hey, we're going to have to turn it over. We're going to have to get into a shootout. We're going to have we're, we're going to score. They're going to score. I'm willing to give up a big play here or there. Then it's probably Tomlinson, but that's not the opponent that you get this week. Yeah, I think that Tomlinson, for as much success he had at TCU, he's a little raw at the NFL level as yeah. far as building those instincts and his intangibles are off the charts, but sometimes that aggression can might can get into a little bit of trouble. I think Duke Shelley, too, kind of went back yesterday, watched the snaps he had, and he was in there for nine snaps, had an 84.9 PFF grade in those nine snaps, so that was a small sample size, but mm-hmm. he was targeted by Josh Dobb three times he broke up a pass. He allowed just one completion for nine yards. And he looks like a veteran out there. And I think people forget back in 2022, after he went from being a slot corner to an outside corner, he was a slot corner with the Bears and a outside corner with the Vikings in the fifth highest PFF grade that season defensively. Yeah. So he has had success in this league. He ended up signing with the Raiders. He didn't make their final cut. The Rams picked him up. So they had success with Akella Witherspoon. They've had success with Kevin Dotson. Some of these guys that were on the margins that you brought in, maybe they strike gold again with Duke Shelley. And I think he's my guy. I want to see him in there. I think that's the right move. I think you see both, but I agree with you. I, I think that if Shelley would be my, my first choice, and I think I'm going to fill in with Tomlinson as needed, but I, I want a veteran presence against the Steelers. I do not want inexperienced. I don't want green. And like you said at the beginning of this segment, Doug, this is a team that's three and three talking about the Rams. This is a team that is very much in it. And it feels like nine wins, maybe eight, but nine wins is probably a, a, a punch your ticket, go to the playoff situation. And the path to nine includes the Steelers. It, it, it's a tough, it's a much, much tougher path without a, a Steelers win. And you can't you, you can't have guys learning on the job. If you got no choice, you got no choice. But it feels like they have a choice with Shelly. Absolutely, Travis. I mean, you got the great point. You got to stack those winnable dubs at home. You're not going to yeah. count those wins, but this is one coming off the win they just had can absolutely get at home and really increase those playoff chances. I just want to say too, this is a big trade Tomlinson house. He's got that dog. I'm a yeah. big fan of the guy. It's just right now when I just keep this transition smooth and look, I'm not at practice every day, right? But the fact that they haven't played him as much tells me that there's something that they think that he's not ready for just complete action like the other guys, Byron Young, Kobe Turner, and some of these other rookies that we've seen. So I think it's still a work in progress. Still has a lot of potential, but give me Duke Shelley there for the time being and possibly for the remainder of the season. But Travis, coming up in our next segment, we have a position group that was a nightmare last year that's turning into a strength this year. And Big Wit had something very interesting to say on Twitter. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Locked on Rams is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you this, that you you have those moments where you, you know what you're supposed to do. You know the right thing to do is, right? You know what's good for you, but you just can't get unstuck. You just can't find a way to get started, to get past that little thing in your head that prevents you from doing the thing that you know you're supposed to do. Therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of, against yourself. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
It's really easy, right? You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any point for no additional charge. If it's just not happening for you with that therapist, switch to a new one. It is that easy. Make your brain, your brain, I should say, your friend with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our last segment, I saw something on the X that really gave me the feels. Brandon Thorne, he shared a video on social media on Monday that showed two big blocks from Rams rookie Steve Avila during the team's win over the Cardinals in week six. And our friend, of course, Mr. Andrew Whitworth, he quote tweeted it and he said, <laughs> my heart be still. This makes me so happy. And you saw Avila just absolutely trucking dudes. You yeah. talked about the fact that when you don't talk about Avila, it's usually a good thing. Right. But in this case, the fact that he was doing damage. I mean, he put a defensive end on the turf twice with these massive blocks, helping out Alaric Jackson, the left tackle there. And the great thing about it that I love, Travis, is if you look at the clip, Avila has no one to block. My guy's just looking for work, just looking for dudes <laughs> to do damage with. So I think it was a great sign, very encouraged by his play early on. Avila is just a mean man. Like you said, it's he's not willing to engage he wants to engage he's looking for it it's not if you bring the fight to his front door he's willing to defend his territory he's going to knock on your front door <laughs> he's going to start it that way right he's looking for it and i think that's brought an incredible element to the rams uh they hit on this pick this is a guy that is an nfl football player and was from the second he put on uh, an NFL uniform, he's going to get better. That, I, I think that's the really exciting part about what he does is that he showed up ready to go from the opening day of training camp, and that's the floor. He's going to get better, right? They, 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 guys, we, we talked about Trey Tomlinson a minute ago. We've talked about some of these other guys that are learning on the job. Uh, we'll use Byron Young as an example, that he looks better in week six than he did in week one. That's great. That's the trajectory that you're looking for. Avil is on the same trajectory. It's just that he started at a much higher point. And it's incredibly exciting. The Rams offensive line, other than that night in uh, in Cincinnati, I think, has done a really good job of keeping Matthew Stafford healthy. They're going to get their biggest contest of the year with T.J. Watt coming up on Sunday. They did a relatively good job against the Eagles a couple of weeks ago and keeping Stafford pretty upright. Um, Watt is a different animal. He's probably, he's got eight sacks through the first six weeks of the season. They've only played five games. He's put together eight sacks. So Avila's going to have his hands full and so are the other four guys on that offensive line because they get the best in the business coming their way. They do. It's going to be a big test for them. And so far the cohesion has paid off. 
You're not seeing as many injuries as we saw last season when they were absolutely decimated. Like I said, it was like a season of squid game guys just dropping like flies every single game. It felt like, and you look at the last games, the Cardinals offensive line, they allowed just 10 pressures, six of which were by the two tackles, Alec Jackson, Rob Havenstein. And he was sacked three times. Matty Stafford was but the O-line was only blamed for two of them. So you're seeing them really improve as a run blocking unit as the years progress. Matthew Stafford hasn't been on the ground as much as he was last year. And you're just seeing incremental improvements. And I think the more that Rob Havenstein and Kevin Dotson, who were excellent in the run blocking game on the right side with Kyron Williams in this game where they're just committing to that. And just as long as they give him time to throw, this unit is going to have success. I'm not saying they're the best offensive line, but considering where they were last year, the fact that they're around league average to me, is just a big jump up. And that's why you're seeing this team sitting at 500 right now. And, and I think Alark Jackson gets a lot of credit for this because this is, you know, it's left tackle. It's the most important position on the offensive line for a right-handed quarterback, the way that Matthew Stafford is. It's the blind side position, right? And is he the best to have ever done it? Of course not. Is he NFL average? Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of what they've been looking for since Andrew Whitworth, who you mentioned a few minutes ago, retired. They, they thought they had that in Joe Nopum. Well, they didn't. And now Nopum has been down. He's he's, he's probably going to struggle to get that starting job back at right guard, but it gives him uh, an opportunity to use him as a little bit of a depth piece. And Jackson was what they discovered last year. This is one of the few silver linings from what happened a year ago because it was so bad up front that they kept moving pieces around. This was a guy that was a practice squad player not that long ago that's holding down a left tackle spot in the NFL and holding it down well enough. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful at all, but from where he started to where he is, is an amazing journey. Like Avila, second round draft pick, he's supposed to be good. Rob Havenstein is supposed to be good. Kevin Dotson's been around a long time. He's supposed to be good. A guy like Coleman Shelton has developed into a nice center. It's this other piece on the far left side that I think is a bit of a surprise that's allowed everybody else to be a little better too. Absolutely. I think he's already a success story considering where he started to where he is now. Now, is he the Rams franchise left tackle? I'm not so sure about that. I do think they should bring him back at the very least as a depth piece, as a swing tackle, possibly moving forward. I mean, he ranks 55th out of 64 players on pro football focus with players that have played 50% of their snaps. His run blocking grade is 54th and he's 53rd in pass protection, but still it's such a difficult position to play and it's so important that the fact that they have a starting left tackle that's at the very least getting the job done at a competent yep. level to me is a big boom i don't think he's gonna have a career like steve avila who like you mentioned yep. was drafted high everyone's a tough guy until steve avila shows up right travis <laughs> right true. i don't think he's gonna be that kind of dude right like a trent williams type but no. i still think that i'm just so after like i said after last year i just love what i'm seeing from this offensive line i love the fact that they're hungry out there Gives them a chance. To get to the second level of their blocks. It gives them a chance, you know, and and that's really what you could ask for. It gives them a chance for their best player, Matthew Stafford, to do what he does. Last year, he didn't have a chance. Last year, Wolford and and Perkins and Mayfield barely had a chance. This group of guys gives guys a chance. Absolutely. Just as a side here, Travis, I don't think that uh, Caleb Williams is going to bring his offensive line to New York for the Heisman ceremony this year. I don't think so. I I, I think that. Uh, that ship is sailed, but the good news is he's soon to become a uh, minority owner in the NFL, according to him. 
Exactly, exactly. He's about to own a team, man. He's about to own the Cardinals. No, but uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, on X at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams house? Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.